regular troll instead of fr. Anthony Sharapa today. We have dr. Father Anthony Sharapa. If you are uh, not watching on the YouTubes, uh, Father Anthony, why don't you explain uh, what you are doing currently? So I, I am wearing a mask that was made by one of our parishioners. So I got I got a mask. This was um, it's it's kind of like a gray with stripes. It's very simple looking. But I could have picked a yellow one with ladybugs on it, but I would rather get the corona than wear a mask that had ladybugs on it. So, oh, I would get the corona if it meant that you had you had a ladybug <laughs> face mask on it. I will trade you one corona for Anthony to look ridiculous. Here's what's crazy: uh, Liv Harrison got in my head, uh, fellow co-host and a decent person, I guess. Yeah, got in my head because she was very worried about me this summer. And she, because I was sick for months oh, right, yeah. and coughing, I had all the symptoms of Corona and I was like, no, it was just like my allergies or something. It was like stress related. Like I, I, I was stressed out. I had bad allergies. It was you know, something along that. And she was like, you know, you probably had it then. I was like, no, no, no. It didn't start till like November. And then I found out in the news that this thing has been going since like March. And I'm like. Maybe I did. <laughs> Is that true? I don't think that's yes. true. It just wasn't a pandemic. It was just like a new strain of things. And here's what's crazy. I had the I had the swine flu. So I'm one of the weaklings that gets these 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 virus. Wow, that's the, not a thing I should have said. <laughs> I just called people weak. I was t- I was referring to myself. <laughs> See, I was I was trying to call myself a weakling and then I just realized that during the midst of a pandemic I said something very inappropriate and I apologize. Not what I meant. It's too late you're canceled and the show's over forever. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, if only I could edit this. Wait, I'm a professional editor. Yeah, I'm not editing it out. It was whatever. Uh, content is king, as you once told uh, me. Yes. <laughs> Everything <laughs> is content. Content is king. Speaking of content, uh, we've got some great content for you today. I promise that's the only time I'll disparage anyone that's suffering um, other than myself. Or uh, me. Do I have to say that? Just making <laughs> I mean, sure this, it's all out there. Most of the content is making fun of you, whether you are on the episode or not. Uh, yeah, I've noticed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, today's guest is is a professional comedian. We'll get to that here pretty soon. So you know, you only have to bear with us for the rest of this segment. But then a professional comedian comes in. Aaron Weber's rejoining the show. And one thing that I didn't realize is that the last time Aaron Weber was on, you were the co-host, and this was like your second time ever co-hosting. I know. <laughs> so. I I went back and listened, and it was very silly because I was like, I went back and listened to the interview. I'll talk about why here pretty uh, whenever he comes on. But I also had to listen to the beginning because at the beginning of the like in the description of the episode, I was looking for Aaron, and the description of the episode it says I start off the show with a prank of Father Anthony, and I was like, I mean that sounds right, right, but I don't remember what it was because this was not last Christmas when I gave you my heart. It was the Christmas before where you ripped it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was the episode aired the day after Christmas, and I asked for you to share your Christmas homily. Do you remember this? Yes. So you asked me to share what I had preached when in reality I had not preached it yet. Right, because we 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 you know we're all traveling and have families and stuff for for Christmas. So we recorded it on December seventeenth of twenty eighteen, released it on December twenty sixth, and I I pranked you and you lied and told the people what you what you preached about. And I had forgotten this. I thoroughly enjoyed it in the moment. And most things like on the show, it's like 
people will say things. They're like, you said this. I'm like, did I? Like, you know, in a few months, somebody would be like, remember that time you made fun of all the people that had corona? I'd be like, no, I would never do that. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't remember doing that. Have you thought about it once since that happened until I just brought it up? No, but as soon as you started telling the story, I immediately remembered it. So this was a repressed memory because it was painful? Yeah, like most of the episodes I do with you. <laughs> It's called a coping mechanism, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of coping mechanisms. (laughs) You want to hear something funny? Absolutely. And it's completely at my expense, and I'll try not to make fun of other people as I'm making fun of myself. How refreshing. Yes, go for it. (laughs) How refreshing. There's this thing on our our cellular devices that counts our steps. You're familiar with this? One thing I knew was that I am obviously being less active. I had started periodically going to the gym before the the virus happened, and it's track season. Usually, I'm like a bear. I gain a lot of weight in the winter, and then in spring, I'm a track coach. I I walk like 8,000 steps every practice and like 20,000 steps every meet. So that's like Taylor walking off the the, the turkey from Thanksgiving and the ham from Christmas um, and and the thrill of making fun of you around Christmas time. And so this is usually the time where I'm ramping up and, and being more active. Well, last night, I decided to go on a walk because I've been very sedentary. And this prompted me to pull out my health app on my iPhone, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, And I went back and I looked at – I started by looking at the days, but we're going to start with the year. So through most of the year, I average about 5,000 steps a day because, like, I'm I'm pretty active during the weeks, and then on the weekends, I'm I'm pretty – so it's on the weekday, it's probably 7,000, 8,000. Sure. But in February, when track season started – I was averaging a little over 7,000 steps a day. And then March hit, and I went down to 3,000, less, <laughs> less than half. For a second, I thought you were going to say, I went down to three steps a day. <laughs> well, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, this month, I am averaging 1,600 steps a day. Oh, wow. Just work this out with yeah. me. I know that you're not the brightest, but no. you, uh, but averages when it comes to numbers. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We don't even we don't even be precise. But I've been taking about two walks a week, which is way too little. Yeah. Um, because those are my days. I get four thousand steps a day. Hmm. So if I have two th- four thousand steps two days a week, you tracking? Yeah, I, I, I'm already confused though. Four thousand steps. Yes. Two days a week. Mm-hmm. I'm averaging sixteen hundred. Mm-hmm. So just, what does that mean I'm doing on the other days, Anthony? It means you're not walking very many steps. <laughs> it means I'm not walking at all. So here's, here's the thing. Today, I've walked 572 steps. Yesterday, 4,652 because I took a walk. Took a walk. And what's really funny on this graph as well, all of my walks are at like midnight. So I have like oh, 400 really steps yeah. all day. <laughs> and then right at midnight, it goes, you dropped me, you walked 4,000 steps. But here are some of my peak days over the last three weeks. You ready? Ready. One day I walked 806 steps. That's just like bathroom, kitchen, TV, kitchen, TV, kitchen, TV, kitchen, TV, bedroom. <laughs> like, that's all that is. Yeah. 829. 450. What was I doing? Like, slithering? <laughs> <laughs> you just, you've begun to just roll. Roll to the next room. Just kind of... <laughs> It's ridiculous, and I've, it's only gotten worse. Like the more 
we've gotten into this, the more sedentary I've become. Because I think I'm just giving up. Like, I'm just like, we're never going outside again. Now I'm just imagining your wife, Sam, just, like, carrying you to each room because you can't even move it. Just drag – or, like, get your kids to, like, just drag you to the room because you can't walk anymore. They can't. I think I've gained 800 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, we can do this live. Uh, here's what you're going to do. Okay. You're going to vamp for a second. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to go get that scale right over there, mm-hmm. and I'm going to see how much weight I've gained. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. Vamp, go. Okay, so the thing is, Taylor doesn't even need to take walks or anything. You guys can't see this, but he is sweating so much. All he needs to do is podcast every day, and he'll lose, like, 300 pounds like that. And he'll be, like, a you know solid, I don't know, 180 after he loses 300 pounds or something like that. All right. I'm on the scale. Yeah. And it's dead. There are no batteries. Fantastic. Wow. Great content. <laughs> That's wonderful. Time to plug Fantastic. the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> I just put new batteries in it. It's not working. Is it because it's afraid? It's playing dead? Your scale's playing dead because it's afraid? I think I broke it. All right, Anthony. Here we go. Are you ready for this? I'm so excited. Let's do this. This is a I'm beautiful usually... moment of vulnerability. I just want to affirm you. I'm usually about 260. What do you think I'm going to be now? Uh, let's go 280. Oh, boy. I sure hope not. It says it's sensing. I don't think it's working. I, I had to, like, rechange the batteries and mess with this. It's thinking. I think I broke it. I think I weigh too much. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that your scale is just playing dead because it's afraid. It, it wants you to leave. It's told me to step off, and I stepped off a long time ago. You think it would <laughs> please, notice when I stepped step off? off please, step off. Please. Oh, God. Step no. off! <laughs> Why do you do this to me? What is happening? I did step off. Why do you make me hate myself? Oh my gosh, Anthony. Am I right? No. Okay. I'm so happy. What are you? Why would I be happy, Anthony? You're happy because you didn't gain a lot of weight. I didn't gain a lot of weight. Cool. And I had a theory. I legit thought I was gaining a ton of weight. Yeah. I'm usually... Wait, there's no way that's right. Hold on. I've got to come back. I've got to do it somewhere where it's not on carpet. I will be right back. Okay. All right. You ready? Yes. We've spent the last 10 minutes trying to get my scale to work. Yeah, it's been very and exciting. I think I broke it because, I've, because I'm fat. But we tried to do this live, and it didn't go very well. Mm-hmm. So this shows you how well this show is planned. Mm-hmm. But I, I did my scale right here on the video uh, because I thought that would be good. And it told me that I weighed 238. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> and I was yeah. like. Wait, what? <laughs> and it's because if, if I use my scale on carpet, it doesn't do it correctly. Makes so sense. I went outside, mm-hmm. and I, I weighed myself on the tile. I still have a smile on my face. Okay, so like you said, you're normally 260, you said? Yep. Or are you 265, and you're happy? 259 and a half. Oh, I have you. lost half a pound. Take that, coronavirus. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. And here's why. You want to know why? Even though I've been super sedentary? Yeah, why? I pulled a Father Anthony Sharapa, and I've decided not to eat. I just don't eat anymore. <laughs> okay, that will do it. That will make you not eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't gain weight if you do not put food inside of you. Okay, so this whole thing was to say how bad I have been at, like, moving around. I've been very sedentary. I thought I had gained a lot of weight. Apparently, I have not, and I'm very happy about this. This is a revelation to me. You're getting the, the, the real reaction yeah. after uh, 10 minutes of me being angry at a scale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But so that's going well, apparently. Apparently, I should be more sedentary and, and just not eat. I really think you've just been sweating off the weight as you've been podcasting and streaming. It's got to be what it is. 
I have. It is very hot in here. The AC guy is coming in an hour and a half, and I've never been happier. Mm-hmm. So maybe then I'll be 280 <laughs> if I can sit <laughs> here all the time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm not eating a lot. I'm eating maybe two meals a day, sometimes one, because I'm not hungry anymore, because I'm not moving, I guess. Yes, probably. Yeah. You want to talk about my sleep habits? <laughs> sure. Let's just do a whole diagnostic on uh, Taylor. How is he doing? <laughs> I wasn't planning on doing this, but you showed up to the interview as a doctor. I did. Yeah, right? Okay, fine. (laughs) So in my normal life, like back before COVID happened, I was a campus minister at a school. That that was a long time ago, you know, a whole month and a half. Yeah. And so school starts at 8. I would roll in at about 8.15 most of the time, you know, just because that's what cool campus ministers do. Mm. Uh, So I would go to bed at around midnight or 1, wake up around 7, get my eight hours of sleep. Uh, That is not my normal body clock. My normal body clock is to go to bed at 1, wake up around 9, go to bed at 2, wake up around 10. But this virus happened, and I've given up on a lot of things, as in life. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, whatever. And I started going to – I was like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll stay up till 2. Then I'll stay up till 2.30. And then I play a video game. Where on, on my phone, where all the things reset, like you can buy new things and start, like you, essentially, mm-hmm. that's the day reset. Yeah. So then I would stay up till three and play the game for about an hour because uh, until about four. Right. And like usually around that time, I was relatively tired, right? I would but the long- imagine, yeah. <laughs> but the longer I've done this, I'm, I'm no longer tired at three or four in the morning. Okay. And last night was the worst of it. I put my phone down at four o'clock in the morning. And I was awake in my bed, wide awake like it was like 10 o'clock at night and I'm trying to go to sleep when I usually go to bed at at 12, right? Mm -hmm. Wide awake. An hour and a half later, I fell asleep. I fell asleep at 5.30 this morning. Why am I wide awake at 4 o'clock in the morning? (laughs) What have I done? Yeah, that's going to be real difficult to get back into a normal schedule. That's never going to happen. <laughs> Probably not. You'll have eventually. You'll have real responsibilities again. Maybe, and you'll have maybe. to do it. That's how my life has been. And you know what? You can't tell me anything because I've lost half a pound. So take that, Doctor Sharapa. Hey, hey yeah. God bless. God um, bless your heart. So speaking of of uh, you know no responsibilities, uh, we've both been doing a lot of video gaming. Yeah. Wow, I sounded like I've never played a game. <laughs> we've both been doing lots of video gaming. Mm-hmm. Okay, boomer. Uh huh. Uh, so I announced last week that I started, uh, restarted the stream on Twitch. I became a Twitch affiliate since then, uh, twitch.tv. You are a semi-professional gamer. In my I opinion. am. Mm-hmm. I got to tell my mom that I made $23 video gaming. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it, it makes, like, it validates my entire childhood. That's those $23 that people have generously given to support me playing video games has been very nice. Mm-hmm. How I do show prep, I've, I think I've shared this, but not in a while. I just take notes on stuff throughout the week. Right. And I'm like, I just compile them before the show starts. But you're special because you wasted all of your time in seminary and became a priest. Right. So I have certain things that I only get to talk to you about. The day after, I, I looked at my notes, the day after we recorded our last show, I took a note. And I could only talk to you about it. Okay. Because it was right around the time that we all started having to lock into our homes. Mm-hmm. And you and I both started filling our time by playing video games. And I started playing a new game wherein I, pr- I played a mage slash priest. And I realized that you and I are both only virtual priests now. What do you think about that? Oh, I hate it. I hated every part of that <laughs> sentence. It made me so angry. And I'm trying to keep myself <laughs> under control. Um 
part of what you're saying is true. Part of what you're saying is incredibly false. But yeah, it is weird. It is weird that most of my priesting, as far as my priesting that people, other people experience, is via some sort of video when they watch me live stream mass or when I give little talks and it's on my parish website or stuff like that. Yeah, so that's a thing. Yeah, I hate it. I hate that. I hate that you said that. Uh, yeah, that's why I saved it for a month. Perfect. Because <laughs> I knew you would. Mm, mm. But um, it makes me very happy. Uh, which got me thinking. Now that you're not a priest anymore, because that got canceled, um, if you weren't a priest, what job would you have? Like, do you have any skills? Uh, it depends on your opinion. Uh, what, what I'm about <laughs> to say next. Uh, I think I'd be a teacher. I think I'd be either a college professor or a teacher of some sort. I think I would really enjoy doing that. Not smart enough to be a college professor, but I can totally see you Oh, yes, I could. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> You've convinced me. You're very persuasive. <laughs> I would have been a lawyer because of my argumentative <laughs> skills. <laughs> no, 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 but I mean, I think it's part of it's one of the things I enjoy a lot about uh, priesthood, or at least one of the aspects is the teaching aspect. And, you know, before I, you know, in college, I double majored as an uh, English major and philosophy major, so I was doomed to be some kind of nerd. Uh, I just... You know, ended up being a priest nerd instead of like an academic nerd. Now you've made me mad because I was just going to blurt out the word nerd and you said it first. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Every good priest is a nerd. And the ones who pretend they're not, they're usually the nerdiest. So I thought you were going to say bad priest and I was totally here for mm. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have more to talk about about video games and how it relates to our spiritual lives. Uh, but we're going to have to wrap up this segment. Uh, whenever we come back, we're going to be talking with Aaron Weber. And then after that, we'll talk about ripping off the arms of demons. So uh, don't go anywhere, uh, because Aaron Weber is going to bring us some joy, because he's a professional comedian, not an amateur like Anthony. So finally, there will be two professional comedians, myself and Aaron. So don't go anywhere, or my mom will be really sad. We have both changed clothes. Why did that happen? <laughs> because it was time for me to get priestly. So I decided to get all priested up, you know. It, it, to... You look good. You look, you look very nice. <laughs> it's actually kind of like I've just been wearing like sweats and like T-shirts and everything. But it's like it's good to feel like, I don't know, like a real priest again wearing my clerics. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you. Uh, and you're very kind. The reason we changed is because I made a mistake and forgot to record <laughs> commercials when we recorded yesterday. Yeah. But you do look very nice, and I'm glad that you look nice uh, for, for these commercials. Um, one thing that is both looking nice and like it needs some work is your beard. What's going on over there? <laughs> I know. I'm trying to grow it so long that even when I don't wear my collar – like, like you, you just have to assume I'm wearing my collar at all times because the beard will cover it up. <laughs> so, so very, very functional beard. Yes. Um, so the story I wanted to share today is that uh, my last beard, which is the longest beard I ever had, stopped growing at a certain point because I got stressed out. And like, just like my daily routine, I stopped using the beard balm for a couple of months. And like, essentially it, like it died. It wouldn't, it wouldn't grow well anymore. It started mm -hmm. getting all like a, uh, uh, split ends, which is a thing that I thought only women got in their head hair. <laughs> so uh, even during this quarantine, we all need to be taking care of our beard. So if you don't have uh, any beard balm, if you're not using it, ForteCatholic.com slash beard will get you 11% off. Uh, so you can take care of yourself and smell very pretty for only you to smell. Yeah, it's good. You're good. Forte take care of yourself. Slash take care of your I wear. <laughs>
told you who it is. I'm excited that he is back. And uh, I realized just moments before we started the interview that the last person to do the interview with me was none other than Father Anthony. So the, the crew is back We're again. all back together. It's been- <laughs> Aaron Weber, a professional comedian and also professional stay-at-homer right now. How are you, dude? I'm good, man. How are y'all doing? Holding up okay? I, I, I think so. I it was it was an interesting experience because I, I don't do this for everybody, but I enjoy listening to you talk. You know, so I went to one of your comedy shows. I've listened to your podcast on, on social media and stuff. So I don't usually do this, but you're a returning guest. So I went back and listened to uh, your interview on on the first appearance on, okay. on Forte Catholic. And the thing that stuck out to me the most was how happy we all were. Do you remember when we were all happy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah, totally different time. Feels like a different world almost. It was like not only like regular happy. It was our Christmas episode. Like we were wishing every each other wow. a Merry Christmas. It was a, it was a beautiful, beautiful time. And now here we are stuck in the quarantine and i i asked you uh what we should talk about today and you and you told me what <laughs> that i have pretty much nothing going on in my life at the moment <laughs> so it might be uh you know it's it's uh, all of a sudden i have no job and kind of uh no idea when i'll have a job again so it's just this has been a lot of my life is doing zoom calls like this and just talking to people and trying to figure out what's going on well, you're good at that, and I'm I'm gonna try to convince you of that because you you uh, made me very happy and also frustrated, and then you let me down. We're gonna go through this story, <laughs> and uh, just like the, the documentary that I think everyone in the world except maybe Father Anthony watched this weekend. Definitely did not watch <laughs> the it. Last Dance. Yeah, the the Last Dance. Michael Jordan. I teared up because uh, like, and I didn't ex- I didn't expect to because it's a documentary, right? Who tears up at documentaries unless it's about like Uganda or something? And uh, like, it was just watching my like these are some of my first memories as a human person, like watching Michael Jordan come out, and like okay. that's how the first episode ended. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm yeah, experiencing my childhood as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was amazing, dude. Um, I had vague memories of of watching, hearing that song, and then Michael Jordan. I remember he's six foot six from North Carolina, so it was cool to relive all of that. And, and I, I didn't know that I remembered a lot of that, but but I did watching it. You know, yeah, it's very special. Uh, so how how does this connect to you? I, I promised you I'm going to, I'm going to make this make okay. Sense. So I was li- I was listening to uh, Colin Coward, who's uh, you know the biggest sports podcaster, radio show host in the yeah. world, and he was saying that like. It's called The Last Dance, and it's about how uh, the Jordan dynasty, like, fell apart. Like, they, they, they were going for their sixth championship, their, their second three-peat. Everything's falling apart. And how, like, we as a society are more interested in how things fell apart than how they started. Wow. Which is interesting how this connects to you is uh, right after – uh, you came on my show, so we we have to go. We're gonna do like the time travel thing, like they did in the last dance. We're gonna go back to the back to uh, December twenty sixth of two thousand eighteen. You come on the show. Uh, we have we have a grand old time, and then two weeks later, you decided to start podcasting. So I have I, I have I have one question for you. Did I make Did I make it look so easy that you were like, man, I can do this, or was I so bad that you were like, if he can do this, I can too? Well, I think you're just such a good host. You made me feel comfortable with it. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I can do this. I can get on here and talk. And then I, then I started it up. 
You sure did, and and you did and you did great. I listened to, I listened to the first few episodes. I listened to the last episode today. So again, we're we're doing we're doing the last dance. We're fast forwarding yeah. to just a few months later when uh, in your last episode you said, "Oh man, uh, last two weeks ago I told you I was going to be more consistent with this." And, uh, you know, and here I am two weeks later, that was in June of 2019 and you've not produced another podcast. So here we go. The last dance of Aaron Weber. Why did you let me down? Well, I I have been called the Michael Jordan of podcasts. (laughs) People have called me that, you know how it is, man. It's like, if you, if you let yourself slide on a deadline, especially if it's an arbitrary deadline that you set yourself. The minute there's any give, like you miss a day, you're like, oh, might as well be two days. Oh, I'll just be a week late. I'll just be a month late. And then all of a sudden, it's six months later, and I haven't even thought about my podcast. And uh, you're one of the first people to mention it to me. So um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I was building something really there. But uh, I think it's just I I didn't understand going into it that this would be like work for me every week. And I just wasn't having that much fun with it. I'd much rather just kind of paratroop in and do other people's you know like yours whenever i can yeah yeah well you're you're like and, and that was one of the things like you were doing a good job i, I, I enjoyed it I, I, and like one, one of the things is I, I think what maybe maybe like may i could be wrong you could tell me if i'm wrong one of the things that maybe you don't understand is that you're just a joyful person to be around oh. so like you were like i'm not sure what this podcast is it's just me talking for 30 minutes about comedy in my life and i'm like yes aaron we like you oh. like, that's what we enjoy <laughs> listening to <laughs> thank you i appreciate it man maybe i'll uh i'll like like jordan coming back into the league maybe i'll <laughs> rejoin a little bit it'll be like my wizards years like i'll go oh, no 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 make no, a don't few do terrible that. episodes and then quit again <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Thank you. This, these are that's the most kind words I've ever heard about that podcast. That was a that was a short chapter of my of my life. But I appreciate well, uh, it. it's quarantine time. It's time to bring it back. Yeah, yeah. No, right. Now, Taylor, I've got a question for you because I feel like you implied something rather strongly. I just want to bring it out into the open that when we first okay. started this interview, you're like, "Oh, you're one of the few people that I like listening to." And you're the one of the few people I've gone back and listened to the episode again. And you've had multiple repeat guests. And you said you only – I feel like you hate every person you've ever interviewed other than Aaron Weber. No, you missed the point. I did heavily imply that I only like listening to yes. him, which is why I didn't let you say anything until just now. <laughs> well, I'll say that. I've been thinking about that the entire time. I'm like, wait a second. This is the scoop right now. We're learning a lot about who Taylor is. Yes, Aaron Weber is the only person I've ever enjoyed having on the podcast. Amazing. <laughs> is that what you wanted? Yes, it is. I'm happy. Are you not entertained? <laughs> good, good. You can continue whatever you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> whatever I was doing. Um, so, uh, speaking of you, though, Father Anthony, mm. um, Aaron, the the last time that he came on, uh, came up with the, one of the greatest revelations in my entire life. I've been Catholic for 30 years. At the time of the interview, I was 29 years old, had grown up in the church just like Aaron. I was not the son of a deacon, which is why I turned out the way I did, and he turned out the way he did. Uh, you can make your own inferences there. But we, like Aaron and I were talking about how, like, because he performed in a lot of Protestant churches, uh, and they don't have kneelers. And, and he, we got to this point where Aaron realized that priests don't kneel, right. and it's one of the greatest... <laughs> 
insights I've ever heard in my entire life. He said it as a joke, and it's wrecked me. Every time I go to Mass now, I'm like, those darn priests, they don't even have to kneel like me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm not sure if I said it then, that's kind of the reason why I became a priest. I was tired of kneeling and those terrible <laughs> kneelers. And those pews, they're super uncomfortable. I sat in the pew just the other day because my church was empty, and I figured I'll just you know go in the church and pray a little bit. Oh my gosh, how do you sit in those week after week? They're miserable. <laughs> so that was a part of my discernment, I think it was, that like, you know what? I don't want to be Protestant. I don't want to kneel in church anymore, so I guess I'll just spend eight years of my life to become a priest and do that. So it just seemed like the easier option. <laughs> yeah, sounds real easy. Yeah, real yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. I've been a priest so far. <laughs> well, I started just, dude, I just started giving up on the kneelers, man. I just kind of. You just kind of, you see people, you look around and you see people just kind of sitting. If you just scoot up a little bit and look like you're trying some, I think God thinks that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, you, that's, scoot that's what forward, I you lean over and have like a serious look on your face. And then yeah. You're, just you're look uncomfortable. Just yeah. look uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that's good enough. He's trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but you and I share something in common. We are both men of a certain girth. So kneeling in most pews, when I kneel, like I can't even kneel straight up because oh, my sure. belly is touching, like all it, the like, songbooks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. songbooks and like if pews have any kind of recline at all, people with a gut like myself, we can't kneel properly. Yeah, so that's my no excuse shot. for why I sit down. No shot. And then you're just on top of the guy in front of you, right? And then when <laughs> when they sit up and you're still kneeling and you're just basically uh, neck to neck with whoever's in front of you, it's what's going on here. And then you got to sit back, and then it's just dominoes through the back of the church, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what church it's do you basically go to? Like, yeah. What he's saying is like uh, pews and airplane seats, they're basically the same thing. It's the same process. Yeah, and we're all coach, and you get business yeah. class. <laughs> yeah, I don't genuflect going into my airplane seat. No. I'll tell you that much. That would be weird. But, uh, yeah. I, I do. Use, for so many, you do? It ensures that no one talks to me. <laughs> <laughs> now, I used to, when I was growing up, it was, you're, you know, you're just looking around waiting for the first person to sit up so that you can sit up. Without feeling guilty. Exactly. I just started right around age 18. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> so I just, I was like, I'll set a trend for the whole church here. I'll just sit up and then everyone follows my lead. Well, I'm glad you've been a leader in the Catholic church. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Yep. Does your shirt say mom on it? This is a uh, Liberty University mom sweatshirt that I regret getting, but I wear it a lot now. Uh, well, congratulations. I didn't know you were a mother the last time you I were appreciate on. I appreciate it. Congrats on the new development. <laughs> well, I saw it because I got this a long time ago, kind of as a joke. And now, you know, I never wear it outside the house. But now I haven't left the house in a long time, so I'll just throw it on. <laughs> I kind of regret talking about it now. But uh, anyway. <laughs> You see Liberty University open, basically open back up in the middle of the pandemic. You follow that no. story at all? No, I didn't. Uh, I, I'm a little behind on my Liberty University news. Oh, yeah. I get Google alerts to my phone. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Anyway, I just saw they reopened right in the middle of the pandemic. And then a bunch of kids started getting the coronavirus. I was like, yeah, of course. So, then they so there's probably a massive class action lawsuit coming. Mm-hmm. 
for Liberty uh, University. Speaking of that, Father Anthony, I just was able to share uh, with Father Anthony a story from his own diocese that he hadn't heard about because he's so plugged in. Right. But there was there was a priest that it, it cracked me up and it probably shouldn't crack me up. And I should probably go to confession, just not the way they did. So they did the drive by confessionals where, you know, there's like a sheet oh, yeah. that protects I you from all diseases. It's a drive through confessional, a drive by confessional, something totally different. <laughs> No, no, no. A drive by confessional. Murder! <laughs> a drive by confessional sounds like you don't even put it in park, dude. You just <laughs> exactly. Kind of <laughs> out. <laughs> so, uh, dr- drive by confessionals, and uh, the, the priest, the priest is in there. The priest got the virus. That's not the funny part. Very sad. But <laughs> the, the, the funny part is, but was because of the seal of confession, he couldn't, he couldn't share who he saw who might have the virus or who he else or who he saw because uh, like he could have infected them. So because of the seal of confession, he couldn't like say like, Hey, you might have the virus. I was like, this is what a strange use of the seal. Does that break the seal of, of of confession just to say that somebody did come to confession? You can't even say who has gone to confession to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's pretty intense, but okay. But here's the thing though. So, no, I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad that's that's how it is. Right. But I didn't know right. that. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. If the priest knows he got it from hearing confessions, you know, it's like, in general, I, I got it from hearing confessions. That means whoever came up to him was definitely symptomatic at the time. So I just imagine this guy coming up, like coughing and hacking, going to confession and the priest having to deal with this. And now because of that whole incident, we can't have confessions. Confessions in my diocese have been canceled since then. So we can't really? do the dr- yeah. There's no confessions in my diocese. So because someone was selfish and couldn't wait a few extra days to like get better and decide to cough on a priest, we can't have confessions anymore. And this is no, I'm well, gonna yell about this for a second. This is making me really angry because everyone's you're so unmerciful. No, you're so no, unmerciful. No, people he are was dumb. dying. And that man was dying, and no, he wanted to no, go he to heaven. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. <laughs> If you can drive, if you can drive a car, you're not dying. Okay, so here's the thing. Because Wait, that's not true in any sense. That is true. <laughs> if you're dying, you're in bed. That's where everyone dies, not in cars. Obviously, that's not the point. Yes, there's never you're been a car death. Me you're ridiculous. Distracting me for my points. I'm gonna be going on a soapbox for a second because everyone's complaining about not receiving the sacraments. You see what happened in this situation. Most priests in my diocese are like 60 plus years old. If we all go to mass. All the priests in my diocese are dying. So can we please calm down about this? Think about your priests. They're all old. If you give them the Rona, we're doomed. That's 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 all I had to say that. I like how we bring a professional comedian on to like uplift people's spirits no. and Father Anthony decides that's the time to yell at everybody. <laughs> They've had it coming. I have two questions about this this incident. One can the priest the priest can talk to the person that he knows he contracted it from right no so i can't if i I hear your confession i can't bring up your confession to you even if it's in a different confession uh (laughs) hey last week you were here you got me sick (laughs) no uh so really the priest shouldn't um wow yeah you can bring it up to me uh but I can't act. I can't even like act on information that I heard in the confessional. And sometimes this will happen. Like when I first got to my parish, and people go to confession to me, and they might say, "Hey, I'd love to talk to you some other time." Blah blah blah. Or they say, "I'd like to be a reader or something uh, for mass. I'd like to volunteer." I have to tell them, 
make sure you tell me that outside the confessional because I will not contact you because I am not allowed to act on any information wow. I hear in the confessional. That's how strict Even, like, on the way out? Like, you know? Maybe hey. it's, like, maybe it's on the way out as they're, like, giving me the Halfway finger Halfway through the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Uh, but, like, in that, until I give, like, the absolution and, and the sign of the cross yeah. and everything, everything within that, boop, no good. Sure. Mid-confession, I can't do. Hey, quick aside. Yeah. All right, let's go back. Yeah. Pause. Pause all this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Is there any talk at all about what's preventing uh, priests from doing or con confessions over Zoom, over the internet, like telemedicine? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the big thing, because it, it doesn't seem like there's a super satisfying concrete answer. But in general, the thing is sacraments require a personal encounter. That's the whole point of them, that the priest is yeah. bringing the presence of Christ, and that happens in a personal sort of way. So there needs to be a reasonable, like, distance. And like I said, okay. so, like, that's the gist of it. But, yeah, when you hear that, you're like, that's a little bit – that feels like not a very solid answer. Normally, as Catholics, we have, like, rules and solid answers and stuff. But I tell people, you know, I, if you brought this microphone over to a piece of bread, I couldn't consecrate it over the internet you know you would think that's silly but for some reason sure. we don't think hearing confessions over the phone is silly so it's 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 hard to kind of explain that's the best i can do no i get that yeah i've learned to just be satisfied with those kind of answers beautiful you're <laughs> you know a good I mean? catholic you're one of the good because ones i remember having a lot of arguments with my dad about stuff and he would just say look you you don't you won't appreciate this answer until you're older but you just need to accept this. Well, like, all right. So I've learned to accept stuff like that, and that makes sense. I mean, it would, it would, it is kind of silly. But if we were like the next room over, right? And instead of talking through a screen, we're talking on Facetime. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's how how wide does that? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I think that this is stuff that's being discussed right now by people oh, yeah? smarter than me. So, <laughs> well, I appreciate. it. I've always wondered about that. <laughs> well good I'm, I'm glad Aaron you came on the show to learn some things that yeah. was the goal the goal was for you to bring people joy and instead Father Anthony yelled at us and then taught you us you started things. off the segment saying I don't know what we're going to talk about so I just started making stuff up <laughs> no, see, see that was a, that was a ploy I knew exactly what you were talking about I compared Aaron to Michael Jordan that was, it was, <laughs> great. It was great I appreciate it man <laughs> All right, so, so I'm going to say it here you, you said that uh, one, of the, one of the problems that, that you were having was that you couldn't set yourself for an arbitrary deadline yeah i'm gonna say it here with all of my audience and father here present <laughs> that your podcast will be re relaunching within the next few weeks so now You're it's gonna not will your it into argument. existence i am i am i need one new episode at least one just okay. one in the next few weeks don't you think at a certain point it's like it's been too long well, my audience no. has been saying that since episode 32, and this is 185, so take that. <laughs> well, it's just the last two episodes of that podcast I did, I was like, oh, man, I, uh, it's been a little more than a week. I'm sorry. And now it's been a year, so I just don't know how to even approach that. Just You're a comedian. It. I'm sure you'll figure it out. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Stakes are pretty low, too, so I can, you know, I can have some fun with it. Okay. Okay. You can do it. You can do okay. it. Okay. So yeah. last, last thing, last thing, but uh, we got to do one of the things that, that we planned on uh, before father Anthony co-opted this thing. Uh, so like you seem to be in good spirit spirit. So you're either a great actor as well as comedian, or you're actually in good spirit. So like with, I mean, the world is falling apart. What is one thing that a comedian is doing to stay joyful during this time? Oh, comedians have never been joyful. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think here's the thing. I think what what uh what's what's keeping me sane about all of this is it's always upsetting uh, when you aren't getting opportunities. You're not doing shows, but there's a little relief when you know that nobody else is either. <laughs> Right, so there's no there's no jealousy and there's no fear of missing out. There's no FOMO. So it does feel a little good. It's like I got no shows this weekend. I have no prospects. My calendar's empty. But you know what? Like, Bill Burr, Amy Schumer, Louis C.K. They're not doing shows either. So I feel well. A Louis C.K. isn't doing shows, but that's for a different reason. <laughs> hey, he's doing shows, man. He's selling out theaters. He's back. Um, but but now nobody's back. You know what I mean? Now we're all <laughs> yeah. gone. So that makes me feel a little better. And then it's just, um, it's, there's a lot of time for uh, self-reflection. There's a lot, of, a lot of things I've been telling myself that I don't have the time for. And I'm realizing I, do, I did have the time for that. And now I definitely have the time and I just don't want to do it. Like podcasting. Like, <laughs> like podcasting, <laughs> like exercise, like learning how to cook like uh cleaning up my house things like that (laughs) so um yeah i'm I'm learning more about myself that's for sure Uh, but what's great is like you're going to come back so much stronger whenever we're able to come back like you're gonna you're you're gonna have a killer joke and you're working it out there you know like you know it'll be 2024 and you'll be like you know four years into my comedy career um there there was a stretch in in the spring of 2020 where i had the same amount of bookings as jerry seinfeld i was on the top <laughs> of my game and i was tremendous uh, aaron weber thanks for hanging out hey with thank us today. you how, guys how, man y'all are great yeah this is awesome how, how can people uh stay in touch with you if, if you decide to post this podcast uh at real aaron <laughs> weber on everything hit me up on tiktok i'm blowing up on tiktok guys at a boy at a boy all right i will I, that's i think that's the one place i don't follow you so aaron thanks so much father Appreciate anthony thanks for nothing you're the worst uh i'll be right back with father or maybe i'll kick him out and aaron will be my co-host for the next segment we'll see what happens don't go anywhere hello anthony hello taylor we are currently on youtube right now look at this people don't even know on your podcast how often i talk with my hands now they can see (laughs) it's beautiful you've always just assumed that people have always just assumed that i was being mean and pretending like you were no you actually talk with your hands i'm actually ridiculous yes (laughs) so if you're if you're listening on the podcast if you never checked out the youtube uh, search forte catholic on youtube youtube youtube.com slash forte catholic um we've been doing this for a few months and it's growing very quickly and i'm really enjoying the video thing and it's not something i thought i would ever say it's much less edited so you get a little bit more raw and who we actually are which is fun um if you are watching on youtube just make sure that you subscribe and if you wouldn't mind share this with somebody else just so that this thing can continue to grow and so that you can see father anthony only dancing with his head right now <laughs> youtube.com slash for the catholic <laughs> broke my brain you broke my brain <laughs> well that's not hard uh so uh you you played on 
so I've I've streamed three times as a Twitch affiliate. Yes. All that means is that people can give me their money to, to play video games, and it's the best thing in the world. It's the weirdest thing. It is. Uh, if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can give me three dollars for free. You're already paying Lord Bezos, however much you pay for Amazon Prime. Leak your account, even if you're never going to watch me. You can give you can give me three dollars, and maybe I'll give Anthony eight pennies out of that. That'd as be his amazing. Cut. Okay, so speaking of video games, I have been playing a video game called Doom. Have you heard of this game? I am aware of this game. Okay, so Doom came out. Uh, the original one came out like when I was a small child. Right. And it was on PC, and the graphics were just tremendous. You're just leading the industry <laughs> at a time. It kind of looks like uh, my son playing with blocks, mm-hmm. you know. Like, uh, but they remade it in 2016, and, and and the story of Doom is essentially you play as the Doom Slayer. Okay. And you go to Mars because that makes sense. And on Mars, uh, you know, it's it's all these all these um, uh, people that are like, oh, we need to find renewable energy because all the dinosaurs aren't going to live forever as our oil and and oil prices are are being gashed as of yesterday. And I just noticed I'm in the middle of this story, and I just noticed that every time we do a different segment, you change your name, and I don't know if people can see that. So at the begin in the first segment. You were Taylor's favorite priest, and then the last segment, you were Taylor's least favorite priest, and now you're the only priest who will talk to Taylor. I'm glad you've realized that. This is is a fun (laughs) game for me while we've been talking. (laughs) Well, it's your only good joke so far, so I had to point it out. (laughs) So so back to Doom. Back to the very serious um, idea of killing demons on Mars. So they have found renewable energy on Mars because we've run out of dinosaurs. And there's a renewable energy source. And what we people didn't know is that they were siphoning the energy of hell. So there were demons. And, of course, people got greedy. They wanted more and more of this energy, even though that literally the point of it is renewable. So it's renewing itself. So why are they being greedy? But that's human nature. So they're getting all of this energy from hell. And then, of course, the thing that they are using to siphon the energy out of hell breaks. And then the demons come onto Mars and then, and and then you have to kill the demons. Okay. That's the premise of the game. Very, very tremendous storytelling. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I'm playing this game and there are a lot of connections that I've made to my spiritual life because it's all I have anymore. So there's nothing that feels better on Holy Saturday. I was playing doom and this is where all this stuff started happening. Okay. Yeah. Playing doom on Holy Saturday. And I am slaying demons. And I'm like, look at me. I, like, my character is Jesus. Just going down. Because at some points you go down into hell mm-hmm. and you're, you're slaying the demons. Just as Jesus was doing on Good Friday and Holy Saturday for, you know, the 30 hours that the Catholic Church celebrates that he was dead instead of three days. But, you know, that's a whole other thing that I yell about every year on the Internet. And people think I'm being serious. And I am. So. Uh- <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, it's good. Own it. Own it, Taylor. <laughs> it drives me crazy. He was dead for three days. Uh, yes, but we as the Catholic Church celebrate Good Friday at 3 and Holy Saturday Mass at 6 p.m. on Saturday. Um, sir, that's 26 hours. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's beside the point. That was that was last week. So just as Jesus descended into hell to defeat the demons on Good Friday and Holy Saturday. Just like Jesus did. You. Just like Jesus did. That's what I was doing. Yes. Because so like it's the it's the most spiritual thing I've done in three weeks is is play Doom. Yeah. So here here's the thing though. I'm having all of these grand revelations about my holy life, and I'm just slaying demons with all the all the work. I, you know, comparing it to obviously the show. I'm just slaying demons with this show and with everything that I do, of course. And then I die in the game. Oof. Okay. And when you die in the game a large demon will like come and rip your arm off. And I'm like, wow, 
that might actually be my spiritual life. <laughs> I, I, you know, and, and I think it is. You know, I'm just trucking along in my spiritual life, and things are going well, and I feel like I'm slaying demons, and all of a sudden I'm on the ground with a demon pulling off my head and stomping on my chest. Yeah. So, so, uh, so th- this is this is a. Uh, now and we've joked for for a while now that I am your spiritual director, but I I want to see if if you as my spiritual directee have any insights into what is going on uh, with my doom spiritual life. Okay, with your doom spiritual life. Well, I think you, the way you were saying it, I think was very um, revelatory. That it's exactly when we start to get prideful about how good we are and how like oh we are defeating the enemy with our own power and our own guns. We're the ones going into hell. That when we start thinking like that, that's when the demons get you. So I think that's kind of accurate to the spiritual life. It's once we start thinking that we're doing all the work, then Jesus is like, okay, fine, you do the work yourself. See how it goes if that's what you think you want to do. And then demons rip off our arms, spiritually speaking, and they just beat us. And then we then we get sad. So what you just said is, if I get good enough at this game where I don't die anymore, I don't need Jesus? That's how we act when we think we're doing, oftentimes, when we get good in the spiritual life. We get think, good. <laughs> when you get good, we're going to keep the analogy going, okay? Um, none of the old people got that. When you get good in the spiritual life, then you begin to think you're the one who is doing all the work. That's when you get prideful. That's when the Lord lets you do stuff on your own with your own strength, and that's when you fail. I'm sure you just said very holy things, but all I can think about is Jonathan Blevins writing a book called Get Good and then like in little letters in the spiritual life because his brother, mm-hmm. Tyler, wrote the Get Good book about video games and maybe you could write the foreword. So I don't know what you just said. Maybe you can include what you just said in the foreword because uh, I wasn't listening. I was just thinking about a great marketing opportunity Beautiful. for John Well, Blevins. if the internet has taught us anything <laughs> is that you can make a lot of money off the Catholic Church if you play it right, so... That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I saw another thing that uh, made me think about my spiritual life. Um, I'm glad you you're at least thinking about your spiritual life. That's encouraging. It is. Uh, uh, I think I texted you the other day because, uh, like, I don't know, things have been rough. So we talked about my steps earlier, and yeah. I was like, you know, I need to be a better person. I need to be more active, right? And I was like, I should probably also pray this week. Yes. So what I did is the two walks that I've taken, I did like my uh, my uh, my Pray As You Go podcast. It's like, I don't know if I've talked to you about this before. Yeah. I've talked about it on the show. Okay. Um, so Pray As You Go, it's, it's run by uh, – it's like an it's an order of, of priests and brothers, but they also have some lay people that help as well, just for some very variety of voices, a few women on there, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, it's um, Catholic meditate meditative podcast. It's 10, 15 minutes. It's like the daily readings. Uh, it's a it's kind of like Lexio, uh, but guided. There's there's sure. music like uh, like like. Uh, very like Catholic music, you know, like Taze or like Latin chant, or um, sometimes it's it's mostly that kind of stuff. Every now and then, there's more like a modern, it, but it's like really mellow meditative music playing. They'll like ask you guided questions. So it's like you know, every time I try to pray for 10, 15 minutes at a time, I end up like going off somewhere. So the app, I mean, the, the podcast actually helps me like stay focused sure. for 10, 15 minutes or so. Um, and, and everybody that knows uh, that listens to the show knows that I can't stay focused for more than 10, 10 to fifteen minutes because the segments are are eighteen minutes, and I, I usually lose track about right now. Right. Uh, so <laughs> we're at eight minutes and twenty five seconds right now, so it's all going off the rails. But I was like, oh, why don't I combine these things? I'll combine my prayer and my walking. And you had just gotten on to me about my spiritual life, so I texted you. I I just prayed and walked. I'm essentially Jesus now. <laughs> right. Which you know, I did say Jesus did a lot of both of those things. 
He did. So essentially, like my point is, I've been so Jesus-like this week. I've been slaying demons. I've been walking, and I've been talking to my father, uh, both uh, earthly mostly. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you? How do you want me to respond to this, Taylor? What What do you expect me to say? I don't want I Father bl- Anthony to respond. I want Doctor Anthony to respond. <laughs> the psychiatrist. <laughs> I'm glad you've noticed all of those superficial connections to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I, I'm uh, essentially Jesus now. Yeah, that's that's kind of blasphemy, it, depending on how you take it or how you mean it. Um, What's worse, that or me accidentally making fun of a virus earlier? <laughs> it's tough. You're on a rope today. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I am. It's because I'm hot and, and, and it's very warm in here, just like the hell that I went down to and, and killed all the demons in. So uh, back to the meme about my spiritual life. Yes. Uh, you've heard of the SpongeBob SquarePants, correct? Yes, I have. Yeah. And I think subliminally I knew this was coming because earlier I said four minutes later. <laughs> That's yes. a SpongeBob reference. Okay. But um, – I don't. I, I never watched SpongeBob. Like when I was growing up, I think I've seen half of one episode ever told. I've never watched an entire episode. So there's a character I don't know who who he is, but he is he, he's mopping the floor. Mm-hmm. And I saw a meme that was essentially like it said like you know me trying to take care of my sins without Jesus, which is a point I think you were trying to make when yeah. I was tuned out earlier. Uh, and and so he he this guy is mopping the floor now. Are you a SpongeBob guy? You're relatively. You're, I am I mean, aware you've... of the SpongeBob. Yes. Okay. Where does SpongeBob take place? It takes place in a place called Bikini Bottom. Correct. And that is uh, there's a lot of air available there, right? No, it's underwater. It's underwater. It's underwater. But they are okay. all fish creatures for the most part, and so it's not a big deal that they're underwater. In fact, it, it is ideal that they're underwater. So this man mopping the floor. Mm-hmm. Is hilarious, right? <laughs> because it's, they're yes. underwater. <laughs> they 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 play with that gag several times. Yes, throughout the show. So apparently, like essentially, what he's saying, it, like I feel like me uh, mopping is also a, a good picture for my spiritual life currently. Right. Yeah. Um, that sort of makes sense. I think. You know what I also thought about while I was in the shower. Really oh, late like, last night. Okay, yes, more thoughts in, in the water. Yes, okay. Yeah, you know, like right at 4 o'clock in the morning when I was about to go to sleep. So weird. Uh, yes, okay. You know how you, you weigh less underwater? Oh, I thought you meant like me in general, but yes, yes, underwater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 you. you. I, I weigh less during quarantine, but okay. we've already established that. Yeah. You know, like like you, you and other people <laughs> and other things yeah. and other objects weigh less underwater, correct? Yeah, yeah. So... How much does water weigh when it's underwater? So like, I does think, water weigh less? So like, I think like, it's you're, you're buoyant underwater. You weigh the same. Gravity acts on you the same, I think. I think there's some sort of scientific distinction that we're missing. But what was your point? What's your point about water and us being underwater? I didn't have a point. It was okay. just a thought I had in the shower. And I was like, how much? Like, Because essentially what I was trying to decide was how much the ocean weighed. And I didn't know if we could like do a simple formula of this is how much a gallon of water weighs uh-huh. and this is how many gallons are in the ocean. But then I was like, but how much does the gallon at the bottom weigh? Because it's completely under a thousand leagues of water. Mm-hmm. I think I think you've been sweating too much. You need to get a glass of water um, and maybe go for another walk. The ocean is the only league that is open for business right now. It, yes. 
Oh, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, oh, that's kind of good. <laughs> hey, all of your WWE people are getting laid off. How do you yeah. feel about this? It's interesting. So the WWE is this huge, huge corporation, right? And one of their business practices as of late has been to hire every wrestler possible so that other companies don't get to use that talent. So they've been hoarding a lot of talent that they have not used on TV. Now they're releasing them all in the middle of a pandemic, which is kind of a scumbag thing to kind of do, especially when you have like half a billion dollars of just liquid assets right now, and you could pay for them for another eight months. So a lot of people are saying that, wow, there's a lot of corporate greed going on in WWE. I didn't say that because I'm not going to get sued by them. I'm just saying people are saying that. So those are thoughts that other people have about that company. And do you want to know why I brought that up? Why did you bring that up? Because it's also another uh, signifier of how my spiritual life is going. <laughs> well, that's the end of the show, Anthony. How do you think it went? It was okay. That last segment was a blast. Woo! I enjoyed it. I'll be back next week. See ya! Hey, Anthony, I was uh, pretty lazy for a few months. And by lazy, I mean oh. So overworked that I had to be lazy on the Patreon because it was something I couldn't keep up with. Mm-hmm. Well, thank goodness for the coronavirus. <laughs> it's the joke. We're sticking with it. We're sticking with it. Because okay. of this virus, my life has slowed down, and uh, it's only beneficial to those who are patrons <laughs> over on patreon.com slash Forte Catholic because I've been slowly catching up. I've been episodes behind on posting the bonus content that is exclusive over to Patreon. I just posted some stuff like it's fun. It's more fun this way for me being behind. I don't mean to be behind, but it's been fun because I go back like, you know, eight weeks. and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I said that. <laughs> it's true. Really, the, the, the really good stuff, the choice stuff really does go on your Patreon. It's, it's, yeah. You were one of the first patrons and you were like, wow. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I know. I think we became friends because you were like, I like this guy when he's um, unleashed. <laughs> so yes. if yeah. you want Taylor unleashed and Father Anthony going crazy, <laughs> patreon.com slash Forte Catholic. You can support the show, get extra exclusive bonus, bonus content only found there. Uh, so yeah, do that so that my children can continue to eat during quarantine. Mm. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs>